Welcome back to the What Now podcast for college girls, by college girls. I'm Lex. And I'm Tara. And we're here to give you the DL on balancing all the Bs. Today we'll be covering breakups and bullery in respect to recent events regarding the coronavirus and school being shut down. So as somebody who recently went through a breakup, as in less than three months ago, the coronavirus has really been fucking up my moving on process on account of I need to get under people to get over people. And how am I supposed to meet new people now that I can't trust that anybody doesn't have the coronavirus? (laughs) Um, I'm like really pissed off about it. Which sounds like such a minor concern, but when all that you have going on in your life is being a whore, and then you can't be a whore, how are you supposed to come back from that? On the other side, some of us got out of a breakup and immediately put themselves in a long-distance relationship, (laughs) and the coronavirus has allowed them to head home to said long-distance boyfriend so I can get dick down consistently. (laughs) Yeah, on the other hand, the guy that I was using to get over my ex uh, realized that I didn't really like him, and now that's over, and I can't find a new guy to replace that with, which kind of sucks. And I realize it makes me sound kind of like a shitty person. (laughs) However, he was also fresh out of a relationship, so I definitely feel like the vibe was both ways, nobody at me. Um, You have to do what you have to do. I never committed to a relationship. I want to say that. I committed to hooking up. Do we ever commit to a relationship? Or, like, do we just... Does anyone else out there just, you know... You're just trying to have a good time, and then you have sex with a guy once, and he's like, oh my god, I want to date you? Because... That's the worst. That's my life. Which sounds like, oh my god, poor Lex, wham. But do you know how hard it is to date like, nice guys, and then they break up with you, like, nice guys that, like, aren't even that hot, you just, like, feel bad for them, so you date them, and then they feel good about themselves, and then they break up with you, and then you see them in a bar with girls that aren't as hot as you, and you laugh. Or is that just me? I don't, I personally feel like that might just be you. Maybe some other people out there. Not um, me personally. I'd also like to know if there's other people out there that um, use social media to sub their ex and to get people to talk about them the way that I do. Because in spite of the fact that everyone is well aware that I won my breakup by getting a new hot boyfriend, um, I just, I don't know. Do other people do it? Am I crazy for doing it? You know... How many Spotify playlists can I make? (laughs) I used to do it all the time, which is why I had to block my ex on every platform or take him off my stories because or else I would just post insanely sad shit like 24-7 and he knew it was about him. Like me and my ex have broken up and gotten back together around seven times and every time we get back together, he makes it so clear that he knew exactly what I was doing with my posts. So at this point, I just had to spare myself that and he's blocked on everything. Honest. But your ex is also blocked, and you still do it. Well, I got blocked, so, I mean. You're hoping he'll unblock you and start watching the stories again? I know that he still sees them because all of his friends watch them, and his friends have texted me about them and been like, don't you think this is a bit much? 
what do you respond with? Do you think it's a bit much? I respond with, I'm sorry that I like good music and I want to share it with people. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm a creator. I don't know what you want I'm from me. sorry that I'm famous. I'm just doing content research. Literally. You're like, what did you honestly expect from me? From me, from Lex. What did you expect me to do? Be less dramatic? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think that I literally had that conversation with Matt today. He was like, Lex, why are you being dramatic? Wah! And I was like, I'm a Libra. Shut up. <laughs> like, I can't help it. I just, I need to be dramatic. But then the second that like something bad comes of it, even though I created it, I'm like, why? <laughs> no, 100%. It's like that one TikTok where they're like, I want to be able to do whatever I want. Not, I'm really sick of having consequences. So if you guys could just not hold me accountable for any of my <laughs> actions, that'd be great. And also, if you don't, that's illegal. That's you. I that's told, me too. I told Matt that if he wants to be in a relationship with me, he needs to know that I love you means never having to say I'm sorry, aka I'm never going to apologize for anything that I do. I am literally the worst at apologizing. I feel like I will go through a breakup if it means I can avoid apologizing. Yeah, but then That's once terrible. we break up, I start apologizing. I yeah. just apologize endlessly. Like, the entire relationship, I'm, like, the worst. And I, like, push them away. And I'm the worst. And then they break up with me. And then I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I'm actually a shitty person. And then I, like, then, like, if they got back together with me, I would go right back to being a shitty person. It literally sounds like my ex-boyfriend. I'm not toxic, <laughs> I swear. She's not toxic, she just feels a lot. I have a lot of feelings. Your ex-boyfriend had no feelings. Yeah, a little bit of a sociopath. That's, I mean, you know, we all have our quirks. Did I ever tell you about the time that I went to a date party with a boy and he was friends with one of my friend's boyfriends and that boyfriend sat me down at a Starbucks to tell me that he was roommates with the boy I was going to date party with and he was a diagnosed sociopath and that I maybe should reconsider. And I just went, haha, that's cute. And I proceeded to talk to this boy for 18 months. The sociopath. Yep. I like wanted to marry him until we were about to hook up and he told me that he wanted to beat his kids. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I gotta go. So stay safe out there, ladies. If somebody sits you down in a Starbucks and says, hey, my friend's a sociopath, maybe, like, don't get hung up on him. That's the fixer in you. You're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking fix him. He's not going to be a sociopath by the time I'm done. I can fix him. He just needs some love. Even though it's literally a diagnosis. Tragic last words of Lex Batter. I, I can fix him, I swear. Literally. Literally. There's just something about fixing men. It's about, like, you just are so... In college, I feel like they tell us so much. It's toxic masculinity. It's toxic masculinity. So we think that, like, we can educate yeah. men about toxic masculinity, and that's going to make them, like, emotional, and it that doesn't, doesn't work. It's like Build-A-Bear. Like, you want something that you can do <laughs> that you created. You want your own little Build-A-Bear. Well, that's why I think when you go through a breakup, you feel like you... Like, for me, at least, like, I feel like I have to destroy him. Like, I've had to destroy my ex multiple times, like... With social media, with flags, with all types of shit. Even just, like, by loving myself and, like, flexing. Like, even that. So, like, I don't know. It's like you create them and then you can't let them do better without you. So then you have to break them. Yeah, you don't want to see them flourish. 
I just have to destroy my exes in my own head. Like, they just have to disgust me. Like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, they literally, if I'm not disgusted by my ex, then I will sleep with them again. Yeah, but I don't know how you can be disgusted by somebody that you have, like, a natural, like, intimacy with. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, when it's just (laughs) so, like... Like, when there's actual chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, that's... See, with my first ever boyfriend, it was easy because... We just didn't have that chemistry despite how long we were together for. But then with my recent ex, we had so much chemistry, even though it was so much, like, toxicity. So, like, it was very easy for me to get over my first ex and to be disgusted by him. But with my current ex, it's like, how do you, like, get rid of the chemistry? I don't know. I think maybe it'll just fade out, you know? I feel it fading slowly. I literally told myself, like, here's the thing. I didn't think my ex was hot when we first started talking. It was like, okay, like, whatever. And now, like, I saw him at the bar last night and, like, did I have, like, urges? Like, yeah. And do I fucking hate him? And do I think that he's a crusty fungus boy? And, like, does he literally have crusty fungus? Like, yeah, but that's fucked. Why do we think that, like... Why was I raised my entire life knowing that women associate like emotional intimacy with sex? And then I was like, you know what? This person that I don't even like, I'm going to have sex with them and then I'm going to fall in love with them and that I'm going to equate those two things together. And even though everyone's told me my entire life that women do that, I'm like, no, we don't. (laughs) Think about it. I don't know. I've had a lot of meaningless sex in my days. I've never had sex with somebody that I didn't catch feelings for. Well, I've had so much sex with so many people that I've never liked. And that's why I'm the Catholic prude on this show and <laughs> you are the whore. I did, in fact, go through a, like, year-long hoe phase. I feel like everybody does, though. I feel like it kind of helps you learn how to be a hoe. Not me. Every time I've tried to be a hoe, I've gotten cuffed. Oh, I just can't relate. Every time I've tried to be a hoe. Well, I think it's because I go into it knowing that I don't want to get cuffed. And then that mentality will like block it no matter what. Like if I don't want to get cuffed, I will not be cuffed. And I'm not into being cuffed in general. I have a feeling that our listeners also probably listen to Call Her Daddy. And I'd like to say that I have the voodoo clam and gang, gang, gang. (laughs) I have the ghosting gene, so anytime a guy tries to talk to me after we've hooked up, if I don't like him, I just don't respond ever. Yeah, Tara likes to ghost people. I don't know what my opinion is on that. I don't think, I think ghosting is rude. I think ghosting somebody after something super minimal, like one date or like one hookup is fine. Well, my mom didn't let me ghost Matt after we hung out twice and see I would have let you 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 were encouraging me to and my mom told me that's so fucking rude and now we're dating and we are not in love but we're getting there so go me don't Don't drink gin why I don't actually think I've ever had gin it's just like it's like what old women drink like alcoholic women old alcoholic grandmas yeah that's like what my old alcoholic great grandma used to drink gin and tonic like yeah you're just acting like you just want to die (laughs) I like rum you would because you're crazy I think rum is the happy tequila tequila is like the crazy alcohol and rum is like the happy alcohol or like you could just drink beer um, I'm trying to maintain my figure, actually. I want to punch you in the fucking face. 
If you don't know that Tara's like a fucking beanpole, <laughs> like she literally has no fat on her body, like but like a disgusting amount. Like it's actually bad. Like, she's so skinny, she looks like a skeleton. But and it's also not my fault. Like I ate so much. Maybe you should try beer. I don't like the way that it tastes. I drink white claws, which I feel like are pretty <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> My metabolism just so honestly. I just guys, love the taste of Floco. Like, I think I drill <laughs> me in the head. Honestly, I think I might just get pregnant and see if like that helps my metabolism to slow down. I'm gonna leave. Do you ever think about like what would have happened if you would have like let your ex knock you up and they wouldn't have been able to leave you, but they're also rich, so then you can take in their money? Because my ex was literally a millionaire. I just really date boys that are like upper middle class because rich boys, they kind of want to, they want to do weird stuff. They want to put it in my butt and I don't want it in my butt. As somebody who's dated a really rich boy, they do want to put it in your butt. Tell me I'm wrong. You won't. (laughs) Yeah, rich boys. I don't know why. Why? I did not know that that was a correlation. Uh Uh-huh. But I have a lot of correlations Always want to put it in my butt. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought he was... I'm not going to get into that. I don't even know what it is. There's so (laughs) many deeper issues. We're not here to psychoanalyze our exes and their weird things. That'll be later. That'll be later. That'll be across the podcast. It's the reason for you to keep listening. You can find out all their secrets. Um, If you guys haven't noticed, um, me and Lex are obviously really good at getting over our exes. Yeah, it's growing great. mechanisms. Um, so if you guys are trying to get over your exes, my recommendation would be to do exactly what we're doing. <laughs> um, use social media warfare. I agree. Real, in any platform. Honestly, though, it's like, it's deeper than that. Like, yeah, ha ha funny, like social media warfare. But for me, it's definitely like, it's like how I'm actually feeling. And it's like, does everyone need to know exactly how I'm feeling? Like, no. But I feel like if I don't put it out there, like, then... How is anyone going to know, like, that I'm not, like, just dead? No, yeah. I actually feel that. Because, like, sometimes, a lot of the time I don't like to post sad stuff anymore because I feel like it makes me think of myself as weak for some reason. But sometimes if I'm, like, really vibing with something. I don't post sad I stuff. Post it. I never post sad stuff. Nothing I've posted since, like, January has been sad. Yeah, but, like, when I used to, like, post, like, stuff to, like, on, like, to use, like, social media as like a way to like get back at my ex I'd always post sad stuff so like I tried to make myself stop doing that oh I'm more manipulative than that I post happy stuff that I know will make like people be like oh my god Lex put this really sick song about corona and lime and sandy beachy salty hair and loving San Diego on her story I wonder who she's talking about so then my ex can be like wait does she still have feelings for me even though I wish he would literally light himself on fire I feel like that's a way better way to do it. I feel like sad, less, I mean, it always got my ex to want to come back to me, but that's because he was manipulative. So he was like, oh, I can still manipulate this bitch. But yeah, I feel like she's sad. I can still take breakup, advantage. Yeah. If you're actually trying to win the breakup, I think that making them think that you're really happy or showing them that you are actually really happy is the best way to go. Don't show them that you're sad. And that's what I learned after like six times. Yeah. You just have to like live your best life. Or if you're not living your best life, make everyone think you're living your best Literally life fake it till you make it oh i've lived my entire life by the model fake it till you make it to the point that sometimes i don't even really know like am i actually happy or is this me faking it till i make it yeah if you're questioning it you might be faking it a little bit but that's okay because i feel like faking it actually 
helps you get there. Honestly, I only know that I'm genuinely happy, like, with people when I'm, like, laughing, like, my ass yeah. off. Like, today, Tara told, told me a funny joke, and I almost pissed my pants. Like, that's how you know that, <laughs> no, like, you're actually, actually on the ground. I was on the fucking floor. Like, I asked if she peed. Like, it was <laughs> serious, guys. It was a scary moment. Wait, can we talk about um how you know that you actually like the guy? And Oh, my God. We were talking about this earlier. And it's something that I, okay, so I was, like, talking about the guy that I was using to get over my ex, and I was, like, I just, I was going through all the things that I don't like about him. He's an amazing person. I just cannot get myself to have chemistry with him. And I said that I don't like his flaccid penis, which I feel like sounds weird, but I really liked my ex's flaccid dick, and then Lex... Yeah, the same thing. I well, I didn't say the same thing. I said that I didn't like my ex's flaccid penis, but I like my current boyfriend's flaccid (laughs) penis, so he must be the one. Yeah, or at least there's chemistry. Yeah, I think it's like it's chemistry that's deeper than just like, oh yeah, that'll do. You like can't see flaws with them. Like everything about them is perfect. That's like what love is. Is when you think that they're perfect. Yeah. Like when you want, like when you love, like that's how I know that me and like I was unconditionally in love with my ex, like at the time, because everything that he saw as his own flaws, I was like, oh my God, no, I love that about you. Now that we're broken up, they repulse me. Like, duh. But like that's what love is. It's like genuinely just being like, oh yeah, nothing's wrong with them. <laughs> well, see, I feel like it could be love, like being in love with that person or just having like stupid, insane chemistry because I had always felt that way with my ex. Like from the very beginning, like I didn't like really ever see anything wrong with him besides, you know, how he treated me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not funny. It's actually fucked. I mean, but you know what I mean? Like it's like the flaccid penis. Basically what we're saying is if you <laughs> can look at his flaccid penis and you're like, that's a nice flaccid penis you're probably in love with him or at least have super insane chemistry. And if you can't, if you can't stomach the look of his flaccid penis, you might want to get out. You might want to exit the situation. Honestly. Yeah. If the first time that you hook up, you look away because you don't want to know. That's what I did with my ex. The first time, the first time we ever hooked up, I just looked away. Like I just turned my head to the side and like, I didn't even know what his dick looked like until like three months into the relationship because we always had sex with the lights off. So I actually never thought that so true. Like if you don't want to know what every part of their body looks like because you're afraid of how disgusted you'll be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a pretty good sign. Well, cause... it's called the ick. <laughs> when you catch the ick for them, you know if you will have you know if you'll have like that intense chemistry with somebody immediately. Well, yeah. Because you can't fake it. You can't build it. You can build love, you can't build chemistry. You can build love, but you can't build chemistry. That's so true. But you can build chemistry kind of out of hate. I mean. Oh, well, yeah. Because chemistry comes from passion. I'm just like a passionate person. Yeah. And my ex watched a lot of porn. So it just kind of worked. Wait, I'm going to need you to clarify on the connection <laughs> there. I'm missing the bridge there. <laughs> That's just like why the sex got good eventually. Because like once I got past. Because with me, with, like, having sex, like, I have to, like, have that emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. to, like, have, like, a really good, like, time myself. Like, I can show anyone a good time regardless. But, like. Oh, don't you worry. For for myself. So I can catch a nut. I have to be emotionally invested. And so. Yeah. I feel like a lot of girls are like that, too. 
like me and my ex didn't really have like good sex until like three months into our relationship. Cause like I wasn't emotionally invested and he was obsessed with me and I was just kind of like, it was kind of like pity sex. See, honestly, if a guy's super obsessed with me before I even really get the chance to like them yet, that's a huge turnoff to me. And I don't know why. And I wish that I could stop doing that to myself. I mean, it's like part of the chase. Though. I think it is the chase. And my like, ex like he hated me. Okay. That's too far though. Like <laughs> you do not want someone who acts like they hate you. But I don't know. I don't really like what Matt did, though. Like, Matt, my current boyfriend, he was, like, really into me. And now that we're mm-hmm. in the relationship, he's just kind of like, LOL, it me. I'm a robot. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. And like, like, LOL. Okay, cool. Yeah, Talk LOL. Yeah, I'm so busy. All I do is fucking math homework. Like, which so is, he is fine. Yeah. He is busy. He needs to do his homework. That's cool. But, like, also... We're attention whores. That and, like, don't go from being, like, super soft for me yeah. to, like, where I feel like I'm the only one that's, like, obsessed with you now. Like, that's maybe, so maybe gross. Maybe we can go back and forth to keep it interesting. He's just gonna, like... Keep yeah, me on. You're gonna turn into a game of cat and mouse, except you guys take turns with who's the cat and who's the mouse. Yeah, but have you ever seen fucking Tom and Jerry? I have. So, do you think Tom and Jerry love each other or they hate each other? I think they have passion for each other. And I think they're trying to figure out what that means. I think Tom and Jerry <laughs> love each other. Is that fucked up? Because they're always chasing each other. I mean, yeah. And like, they're always trying, like, I well, don't. Love and hate are so similar to begin with. Yeah, but like, like, I get the same feeling in my stomach for either one. You know what I mean? Like, Fuck! You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah! Like, when you're really intensely, like, having, like, an intense in-love moment with somebody you're actually in love with, it feels the exact same as, like, when that person breaks up with you. Except one, you know that you're happy, and one, you know that you're sad. Not even when I got broken up with. When I or got broken like, up with, pissed. like, my heart was broken, and I wanted to puke. But I fucking hate my ex now. Like, yeah. I hate him. Because it's, it's easier But when I saw him, it. I was like, do I still love him? Exactly. But, like, I don't. I hate him. That feeling is hate. But yeah. I thought it was love for, like, well, two so seconds. Close. Yeah. Whoa. And that's why you got to try to move to indifference, I think. And, like, the ick. you got to try to get to the ick. I it's have to so get the hard. ick back. You it's have to so bring yourself hard. to the ick. Yeah, I'm almost there with the ick. I wish I could switch my feelings for the guy that I was using to get over my ex and my ex. Like, I wish I could switch my feelings for them. I'll only be in, I will never be indifferent because I still like, now that I'm going home, my high school ex like is still in St. Louis and like I have anxiety about like running into him already. Well, that's different. I mean, that's like the same anxiety that I feel with, I'm going to call him ex number two. I've only ever had two exes. So ex number two, that's how I feel with ex number two. But that's because it was like a different situation. It was like a toxic situation. It wasn't a normal relationship. I get that anxiety too when I think about seeing him because I'm afraid of him. My ex number two was not toxic, but I made it toxic after the fact. Because I don't know. Because I started being crazy. Oops. Ex number one is the one in Ex number one is the one in my hometown. To who, be clear like, for the listeners. Yeah. He was super, like, crazy and abusive. So, like, seeing him is, like, anxiety-provoking. But, like, I will never be indifferent, I don't think, to any of the guys that I've, like, slept with. Or, like, even, like, talked to. Like, I still, like, throw... Like, there's a boy that I took to date party that I only kissed one time who asked me on a date and then ghosted me and, like... I'm friends with him on Facebook, and when I see stuff, like, I'm like, fuck him, how dare he, the audacity to live his life. Yeah. Like, so, that's just who I am as a person. Like, I'll never, 
it's not that I'm not over them or like I still am like hung up on them. It's just like the audacity that men have is appalling. Oh, that's how I feel when I see any man though. So I feel that. Like even if I don't know them, I'll be like, really? You have the audacity to be out here being like that. You have the audacity to, to be walk living into this as bar. a man. No, literally last <laughs> night I saw everyone I knew at the bar. Every guy I and every that. girl that I knew, I fucking saw. And like literally I'm sitting there like drinking my drink and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you have the audacity to come into the bar right now, knowing that, that I'm I here. Felt- Wait, did I even tell you? Wait, I don't actually think that I told you this. About about X number two. I saw mm-hmm. him the other day for the first time since the breakup. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you did. You oh, did. yeah, you cool. did. You did. And you didn't care. Well, yeah, that's how but I felt. But then you got sad. <laughs> yeah, I got sad in a way like I just don't like seeing him and knowing that he's on the same campus. But also I don't like that I know that he's probably moving back because of the corona now. I mean, I hadn't seen my ex in three months and I saw him with another girl and it made me feel like I was going to die. Oh, if he would have been with another girl, I would have felt sick to my stomach. It made me sick to my stomach. But, like, that's what I was getting at is, like, you said that you're, like, how do you get asked to be in here when I'm in here? Like, I was going to my study group and he was (laughs) in the same room. And I was, like, the audacity your beanhead has. To live. To even live in a general vicinity of I think I'm going to start calling him beanhead because it's more fun to say than ass. Yeah, and I'm going to start calling my ex small boy. So, small Small boy. boy. um, Yeah. Yeah, small boy. He... Was on a date last night, which like is whatever. Like live your life, boo. Yeah, go 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 small off. Boy. Yeah, small boy, get that girl, got, baby. Yeah, go for it. But like, it was just like a horrible, horrible feeling. But then you belong with me by Taylor Swift came on in the club. Oh my god! And all of a sudden, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm good. I look hot tonight. Yeah. Like I have my shit together. I'm here with all of my friends having mm-hmm. a great time. Like he's just with some fucking random girl yeah. that means nothing to him because no one will ever mean what i meant to him because i'm every fucking country song there ever was no that's actually the healthiest way to do it i think is to think about it in terms of like oh he probably still wishes he was with me but he could never get me back yeah that's how you have to think you have to think like you that. have to convince yourself of that or you will fucking feel like shit about yourself for so long i recently forgave my ex yeah my i recently forgave um she's gonna go head. back to like not do it. I mean, I gave, I forgave my ex for like three weeks. Yeah. Well, you're actually the one who inspired me to do it. I forgave him for myself. Let's yeah. Let's that clear. Me too. And I, I truly did forgive him. Like, I don't hate him. She'll be back to hating him soon enough. I, if he ever, I don't know that he'll, I don't think that I'll ever see him again. So this real. is what she says. So like, she's three weeks behind me on her breakup. So <laughs> everything that exactly. I go through, she goes through three weeks later. And when mm-hmm. I'm telling her like, no, this is what's going to happen next. She's always like, no, I don't think so. Our breakups are so different though. But then it happens. So I guess we'll see. But yours are always more dramatic though. I feel like. I'm a dramatic person. But you also see, you also had contact with yours. I haven't talked to mine since we broke up. Well, me and yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you. That's fair. The contact thing, that's fair. Um, Because that's how I have to cope. And I I feel like that's a good motto to have if you're going to break up with somebody or if somebody breaks up with you is to cut them the fuck out. Yeah, that's a big thing I wish I would have done. I wish I would have just blocked and deleted when everyone told me to in November and not continued contact until literally February. It can be hard, though. Then it's understandable. Proceeded to get myself blocked by acting like a complete whack job. Block or get blocked. Yeah, honestly, block or get blocked. Which is fucking toxic. I might be toxic. No, that's not toxic. Blocking, I mean, for me, I didn't block him because he was hitting me up. He didn't try to contact me either. And he was unblocked for like a month after the breakup. But it was the fact that once I got back on campus, because it was right before winter break that I have, that the breakup occurred, 
when I got back on campus, I, you know, just started feeling sad and stuff. And I didn't want to give myself the ability to contact him. So I blocked him a little bit for him and mostly for me because I didn't want to get back into it. But I knew if I got drunk, I would want to. So you got to do it for yourself, not for your ex. If for nothing else, just do it for yourself. Okay. What about fucking coronavirus? Can we get back to that? Because literally the worst, literally the worst. And I literally like, we're not informed on the topic. Do not take anything we say seriously about this. That's actually a pretty good note. Don't take anything we say too seriously. Like I keep making jokes about my toxic ex. That's how I cope. Please do not get into a toxic relationship or take yours lightly. If you're in one, don't be in an abusive relationship. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Making jokes about it. And also like, I keep making jokes about like my ex who, like, he's the worst, but he's not actually, like, the worst, and... My ex is actually the worst, though. Her ex is the worst. He deserves to light himself on fire. But, and also, my boyfriend's <laughs> probably listening to this, or if he's not, God bless him, because he's just protecting himself from, honestly, being triggered, because what boyfriend wants to hear their girlfriend talk about their ex all the time? I feel like as long as it's, like... He probably doesn't enjoy how much you do it, but also, like... What does he expect? Like, you guys got together, and obviously, you guys are in a good relationship, but you are still, you know, trying to get over the change. For sure. And I think that's why... It's more of a life change that you lost him. That's true. And the coronavirus, like, it's letting me go home. And then when I get back to Ann Arbor, like, I get to move into a new place with, like, all of my friends. Like, it's just going to be way better for me. Yeah, it's going to be So, the coronavirus is saving my life right now. However, yeah, she's dying. As a member of Greek life, everything that I was looking forward to this semester is now canceled. Formal's canceled. Um, St. Freddy's Day is canceled tomorrow, which really blows because I got apparel for it. But most of all, it's ruining me being able to find new men. Which, you know what, maybe that's, maybe some people out there think that it's going to force me to be healthy and really focus on myself. But I need distractions to move on. I don't need myself. I'm good with myself. I'm in love with myself. Yeah, that's the thing with breakups, too. Everybody's like, oh, love yourself, love yourself. Like, I love myself. I know that I'm hot. I know that I'm funny. I know that I'm ambitious. I know I'm going to be a kick-ass mom and a kick-ass fucking wife. Like, that's not an issue for me. The issue is that, like, I need a lot of attention. Yeah. Like, I know what my flaws are, too, because I've been in two really long relationships or, like, really intense relationships. I wouldn't say long. The last one was only seven months, but I feel like it was a fucking lifetime. My last one was one month. (laughs) that was not a relationship no we were boyfriend girlfriend at that time wait are you saying like when you broke up and got back together which time no i'm talking talking about like we had one you're talking about beanhead yeah beanhead and me had one one okay no when you are with a toxic person and you're on and off like that you just count the whole thing like i say that i was with my high school ex for five years even though we broke up and got back together like 50 times okay yeah then my last one was like a, a little like i'm not like months. oh i was only with my high school ex for two months because we dated like well, for two months when i went back to college like the amount no. of times that we were on is equal to the amount of times we were off like it's like split even like seven months on in total seven months off in total but just like that's go, like, one month fucked. one month that's why i just like literally do not do it like that because it was not consistent at all not that that's relevant but i just feel like also like with me, 
like going back to like the whole like mo my boyfriend's sick of hearing me talk about like my ex like the thing about it is though is that when we first started dating we were so honest with each other so like I'm just being honest about how my feelings are so true and like now he's being kind of closed off and like I think that it's because like he thinks he thinks that I'm hung up on my ex which isn't the case which I said at the beginning of this it's not that you're hung up on them like you just like don't know like how the fuck to function it's literally like your life completely changed and you can be in love with somebody else while still coping with that because you're over him it's just you're not over you're you're not quite sure like still how to like find the balance mostly just with school life without him I think the school life without it, yeah, like, for me, like... Like, being at college, I mean, not, like, high school life, but, like, college life. No, Michigan was so much, like... We go to college in Michigan. Yeah, we go to the (laughs) University of Michigan, go blue. But, like, no, but Michigan was such a big part of my relationship. Like, Greek life was a huge part of it. Football, like, his family, like, his dad was alumni. Like, it was so rooted. And I already loved Michigan, like, so much Mm -hmm. for two years before I ever even knew this dude. And so, like, we loved that together. Same with, like, country music and beer and, like, all the things I already loved, he also loved. Or maybe he didn't. I don't know. He's probably a fucking fraud. But not the <laughs> point. The point is, is that everything I loved, he supposedly also loved. So all of those things that I still love now, like, remind me of him. Which and it's sucks. not because I love him anymore. It's because, like, those are my fucking things. And now they're associated with him because I'm really fucking cool. You're welcome. They're just saturated with memories. And that's, like, understandable. I mean, that would happen, like, it literally is, like, he died. Like, you have to think of breakups, like, death. It like, is that like person death. died. Yeah. Or at least that the version of that person no. that you died. Love is, the, the opposite of love is not hate or grief or indifference. It's grief. Like, because you have to grieve that loss. Like, that person is not in your life anymore. Even if you think you can be friends with your ex. Or, like, ugh. Like, yeah, sure. You can be fucking cordial. And, like, whatever. Eventually. Like, after a year. If you, like, don't talk at all. But, like, literally. Sorry, I'm, like, really about to, like, I, I'm going to yak? What the <laughs> fuck was that? She's getting a little too emotional. Yeah. A little too into it. No, it's because I'm, like, talking so fast. I'm inhaling too much air, so I was almost going to get the hiccups. But, a no. Break- like, a breakup is, like, the set, what is it, like, seven stages of grief? It's, yeah. You have to feel all You have to them. go through all the stages of grief. And the thing with grief is it's not, like, it's not linear. And, like, no. you also don't go through all the stages in order or at the same time. And sometimes you go back and you go mm-hmm. through a different stage because, like, I don't even know. I, like, wrote it down. You so can hard. literally be sad over a boy, like, over, like, an ex. 20 years later. It doesn't mean that you miss them or want to be with them still. It can just, or maybe you do miss them even, but it doesn't mean that you want to be with them. You can miss somebody and not want to be with them. Here I am trying to find, I like took notes on it because I was thinking about this in class. Okay. So the stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. However, denial can look like avoidance, confusion, elation, shock, and fear. Okay. I feel all of those emotions. Coming from a real psychology major, you guys. Yeah. Only the best so for our audience. your anger can also look like irritation and anxiety. I, um, I felt that. Bargaining can look at struggling to find meaning, reaching out to others, or telling your story. Hmm. What was that? Bargaining? Mm-hmm. Um, depression can, feel, can be overwhelmed, hopelessness, hostility, or flight, which basically means you pack up your shit and leave. 
which is literally what Lex is doing because of the coronavirus. And then there's acceptance, which is exploring your options, new having a new plan in place, and moving on, which I am also doing. So sometimes you can go be going through all the stages of grief at, at once. At the same time, yeah. In the same day. And like... It's a fucking terrifying, horrible, overwhelming feeling. Breakups are literally the worst. They're literally the worst. It's the worst thing I think I've ever been through. And, like, I have a dead dad. Like, literally. And I'm still like, oh, my seven-month college relationship is the worst pain I've ever felt. Because, like, it triggers everything fucked up inside. Like, you know what I Like, it's so much deeper than just a breakup. Because it, like, triggers every, like, fucked up thing you've ever had, like, inside of you. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when you're in a real relationship where you're, like, vulnerable and you, like, show them your whole person. And then they're just like, bye. See ya. Nice knowing you. I loved you, but I don't anymore. You're like, what the fuck? Like, Like, they take all that information with you. And it's like, there's, I mean, it is really so fucked up. Like, Somebody on campus is like walking around with all this information about you. All of your secrets about them, and you don't even talk anymore. Yeah, that's fucking sad. It is really sad. Of course, it's gonna be sad. That's sad. You literally, you probably people when they have like real relationships like that. I guarantee most people are always gonna be a little bit sad about it. Yeah, it will never not be sad. And, like, you could literally be married and super in love and have a ton of chemistry and have like six kids and like three dogs with another person. (laughs) But you could still be sad over your, like, 13-year-old ex. Dude. Your ex from when you were 13, not the 13-year-old <laughs> that you dated. I hope none of you have dated 13-year-olds, except for maybe when you were 13. And even then, you're too young. To, to have just... a boyfriend. Boyfriends are not real before the age of, like, 15. And even then, like, it's all a simulation until you're, like, 21. And even then, unless you're dating guys that are over 25, it's still... A simulation because they're men fucking are brain immature. Yeah, the brain development so is just immature. not there. I just, I don't even know what I was going to say because now we're on the topic of men being immature, which is like duh. But breakups I don't, are just difficult. Breakups are the worst thing, but also like they're really good for you because you really have to figure out who the fuck you are, yeah. like as a person, like. That was the thing is that, like, how I said, like, all the things that I loved, like, are now tainted. Like, I've sat and wondered, like, do I even like any of those things? Like, You really did, have to reevaluate everything. Yeah, like, when did I start liking those things? Did I like them before I mm-hmm. met him or after I met him? Like, do I even like country music? Did I like it before I met him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's my thing. And it might be his thing, too. But, like, it doesn't have to be ours. And it can be just mine again. That's kind of the thing, too, is, like... When you have, like, a real connection with somebody, you, like, enjoy the same things. And, like, those things become meaningful. And because when you actually like them, you want to know more about them. And then you get addicted to the same things that they are. I think you know you're over a breakup, at least for me, when you can listen to, like, the music that was, like, used to be, like, like ours. And now it's, yeah. like... And you can listen to it and it doesn't make you cry. Or, like it doesn't make you think of them anymore. You're not like, oh my God, this country love song about like how much someone loves me. Like, oh my God, it sounds just like, you know, you're not like, oh, that's my ex. Like you start to be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like, or like, that's my new boyfriend. Like that's how I knew I was like, I felt really over. No, that's true. I remember that. I remember that moment when you did that. Yeah, I just felt so over it. And like, that's when I like made an, I made a new country playlist. And like, I was able to kind of not feel like I had to like, never listen to country music again. And fuck Kenny Chesney. And I'm never drinking rum again. Like all of those things that 
were my ex's things that I did end up like liking or like appreciating like from the breakup or like from him, even though he's the fucking worst, like it's nice to be able to not have to hate everything. Well, like I remember one day you were texting me and you were really upset and you were like, okay, I'm going to do a test. I'm going to listen to this song, like some song that used to make you think of um, Small Boy. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to it and you were like, I'm crying right now, but only because I'm thinking about Matt, her current boyfriend. Yeah, for the record, the song is um, 55th and 3rd by Kenny Chesney. And it's basically like that what I've been like, it's like the pain, everything that I've been through, everything my heart has been through was worth it so that I could get to you. And, like, how you, like, can just meet someone on the fucking street. And, like, it just is, like, it. And, like... That's so true. It made me think of Matt because I was not expecting him fucking me two weeks out of my breakup. Yeah, like, that was literally not your plan. So, there was no... (laughs) No period of, like, breaking that. Which is probably what made the breakup a lot harder and continues to make it difficult because... I, like, moved on so quickly, but, like, I probably wasn't ready to move on that quickly, but also, like, the person that was in front of me I knew was, like, worth it, and, like, he's been willing to fucking stand by me through all of this fucking nonsense, and, like, I think that's a really big testament to, like, the type of guy that he is. Well, like, timing isn't always perfect for everything. That doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's never going to be perfect. And that's the thing, too, is a big part of why me and Small Boy broke up was because he expected everything to be, like, a rom-com and perfect. And, like, it's supposed to be easy. But, like, real love isn't easy. And, like, you have to fight for it it's and make it work. Real love is a choice. It's a choice. And it's about fucking compromise. And, like, yeah. wanting what's best for the other person. Like, even though, yeah, I'm an attention whore and I get hard on Matt, like... I know that what's best for him right now is to be doing the work that he's doing and not giving me a fuck ton of attention. And that's okay. And that's like what being in an adult relationship is. Is she going to throw a temper tantrum still? I mean, yes. yes. Did I probably, did I send him 50 texts in a row today? Like literally 50 text messages in a row, like uh, going on a rant. And did he respond? Ha 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 ha. That's a lot to unpack right there. Yes. Classic boy for you, honestly. And That's every boy ever. Is it okay? Like, yes. And, like, does he still call me every morning and every night just to tell me, like, hi, I'm awake, you're my sweetheart, and make me say it just like that, and just so I say it back? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I started to think my boyfriend hates me because he doesn't give me a lot of attention, but, like, this morning he called me and was like, you're my sweetheart, and I was like... Should I say it back? Is that what you want from me? You want me to say it back? Like, I was like, punching the phone. <laughs> and he was like, you better say it back. What the fuck? And I was like, fine, you're my sweetheart, too. And he was like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. And I, I don't like, and I love that. And like, that's why me and Matt are together. And that's why we work. But long distance is fucking booty hole. And so I needed coronavirus to bring me home. Country roads. <laughs> Um, maybe that's another way to know if you really like someone or not, because me and my first ex, I'm probably not going to talk about him a lot, so I'm not really even going to give him another name, but, um, (laughs) we were long distance, we were together for three and a half years, and we were long distance for two out of the three and a half years, um, 
and I loved being long distance. Tara was like, yeah, get the fuck away from but me. But I was so young at the time, too. Like, I was in high school that, like, I didn't, like, know there's a difference between being in love with somebody and loving them. So, yeah. like, to be fair, it's not that I was playing with his emotions. It's that I, I loved him. She was an adolescent. In, yeah, I just wasn't in love with him. But that's, I mean, that's when I made the mature decision. And I could have stayed with him because he was super in love with me. Or at least, I mean, maybe he thought that he was too and he wasn't. But I literally could have stayed with this dude forever. I'm really just defending myself at this point. I broke up with him for both of us. <laughs> not because I'm a Tara's selfish like, bitch. I'm not a bad person, I swear. But, like, maybe I am a little. I'm, uh, we all make mistakes. We all are honestly, like, kind of, like... We're all, I don't We're know, maybe not toxic. all of us, but no, like all of us, me and all of my friends are always out here like men are trash, the audacity me. that they have, blah, blah, blah. But then like, we're kind of the fuck boy. Like, oh, I'm 100% a fuckboy. We're like, like people that I don't we're like. We're like, oh, how dare he be mean to me? How dare he ignore me? But then, like, the second that they're nice to us, we're like, how dare he be nice to me? Literally, how I feel with this dude that I just stopped talking to or like fucking around with. He was so nice to me. Like the whole time I was texting my friends, I was like, I, j- I don't really know if I like him or not. And like, I just, but he's so nice. And I feel like that's really confusing. Like when somebody's so nice and they're really cute too and tall and like everything that you want in a person, but it's just still not clicking and you're trying to make it click. I felt kind of like a fuck boy. Cause like now like things are over and I literally do not care at all. And that makes me feel kind of like a fuck boy. That's fair. I mean, I feel like kind of a bad person for that, but also how much of it is an act, though? Like, I used to act like I didn't care. Like, I used to act like no, a fuckboy. No, like, boy. I genuinely do not no, care. No, you're genuinely a fuckboy. I think mine yeah. is all an act. A lot of my, per- half of my personality is an act. Like, I'm just doing it for the clout. Wait, I also want to make it clear. I just sound like such a bad person. Because I just say stuff and then nobody knows what I'm like. So it just makes me sound like a terrible person. I never give people the idea that I want more than I do. Me and Tara are not bad people. We no. really are honestly very empathetic feelings, yeah. like emotional people with like a lot of love to give. We just have been burned slash like had really fucking interesting experiences and so of our friends and like It's hard. Honestly, here's the thing. In college everybody's kind of an asshole because we're all adolescents and we're all just trying to figure out how to fuck to become an adult. And like, yeah. that's hard as fuck. Like from a purely psychological perspective, like you're entering emerging adulthood, like that's terrifying. But based on my own personal experiences merged with Tara's personal experiences, objectively observing, because I'm for the boys. I'm a guy's girl. Always have been. Oh, always I, will guy be. friends are my favorite. Literally. I got with guy friends so hard. I fucking honestly hate girls. I hate them. I've hated them my entire life. But uh, I, I love I love all. I don't. <laughs> I fucking hated women my entire life because they were mean to me and boys were nice to me. And that's why girls honestly hated me because fucking middle school and high school. But whatever. That's not the point. My point is that I've objectively observed and guys fucking suck. No. Yeah. Even I say that I love having guy friends and I do. But from having guy friends, even the ones that are so nice to me, and I'm like, yeah, he's a genuinely good guy, I will watch them fuck over girls, knowing that they're fucking over girls, not caring, knowing it in advance, making these conscious decisions. I'll help them fuck over girls sometimes. Oh, 100. I mean, like, I've just, like, seen it. You know what I mean? So I know how they think, and I feel like I kind of use that as inspiration. 
that combined with getting hurt so much, I've, like, learned. Because guys do it too. Girl, girls do it too. When I say men are trash, women are also trash. I don't think, I'm not going to lie. I don't think men and women are trash. I think boys and girls are trash. And when they become men and women, they make an objective choice to be a good human or a bad human. Yeah. I think we're trash all... Trash is, like, the jokey word for it. Like, not to get all Chelsea Cutler in this bitch, but, like, we're all just trying to learn how to be human. I want to punch myself in the face. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me and Tara are just going to start, like, quoting other people, and that's not plagiarism, right? No, it definitely is. No, I, don't, I actually don't think that it is. I don't think it's plagiarism for you to say cut it out, even though it's from Full House. Yeah, well, the specific way that I said it is. But if I just And like, I also did the motions I want you guys to know. It's kind Shout of like that Joey. guy, though, that was, like, making those Facebook videos that were, like, it was just, like, it was, like, advice videos about stuff, and, like, they were really intense and really well-spoken, but it was all quotes by, like, famous authors and other people, and he got in huge trouble for it. So you have to, like, be really careful what you do and make sure you're fucking citing your sources. But I cited Chelsea Cutler. We love her. Okay. Yeah. Kill me. Word. I don't know. At the end of the day, basically, breakups and relationships in general will make everybody feel like they're a bad person at some point. Oh, it made me feel like the worst person. I mean, it didn't help that my ex literally was like, you're big evil and you never loved me. And then I started to believe that about about myself. Hold on. Can we talk about though that she's actually wearing a shirt right now that says G big evil? Because I played into it. Because if you're going to call, okay. And I'm wearing one that says big evil. It's like that TikTok that's like, he's going to call you crazy anyway. Make a fucking scene. Like you're, you literally called me evil of course. Of course, I'm, I'm so gonna turn into a psycho right now. She's I'm, literally swinging her hand, and I can feel the wind from her. I'm hand. Donald Trump talking, literally chopping the air. I'm terrified. I'm talking like our fucking president. I'm just using my hands to communicate. To be clear on why we're wearing these shirts, it's because we just had big little reveal. Shout out Emily, my adorable little. Oh, also, me and Lex are big and little. She's my big. I guess that makes more sense too if we say that now. Hi. So I'm not even in Greek life anymore, but I still participate because I still love all of the friends that I quote unquote purchased. So yeah, you know what? Maybe I did fucking buy my (laughs) friends, but you know what? They're still my friends friends now. (laughs) They're real friends friends after they drop. So well, no one can tell me I buy my friends anymore because I don't, and they're still my friends. So riddle me that, motherfuckers. You're like I haven't paid for my friends at all this semester, so (laughs) you can shove it. honestly called greek life honestly greek life is really fun it's a true testament to like not on topic at all but just plugging greek life yeah but greek life is gonna die by the time our kids are in college so greek life's gonna have ended itself because they can't get their shit together no matter how hard they try and they really do try as someone who is on social responsibility council mm-hmm. like it they that's try that's what src stands for yeah <laughs> You didn't even know that. Yeah, know that. see, because of people like Tara. Well, I, I was SRC trained. Yeah, well, they tell everyone when you join Greek Life to read, like, the SEMP, which is, like, basically the bylaws that keep us safe, and no one reads it. So, did you ever read the SEMP? No. I don't feel like I go places that put me in danger, though, to be fair. That's true. I mean, like, you know where I go. Like, I don't really go to, like, dangerous That's true. Places. The frats, the... She goes to our very safe boys and yeah. not to be concerned about because I don't really like going to frats. This is totally off topic. We might have to cut this and put this in another episode. Yeah. But I like going to frats where like I can be friends with the boys. Yeah. And they're like genuinely nice people. And no people are like, how do you know frat boys are nice? They're so fake. Some of them are. Yeah, like the one I dated, fraud. 
the one the one I dated the one you dated Beanhead. was an abuser. We're not talking about Beanhead, this. Beanhead wasn't a frat, but also he was. I mean, he, he always showed his true colors and abusive. he just manipulated his way out of shit. Abusive. Uh, yeah. Abusive. Maybe was, we should cut that too. No, too heavy for one episode. <laughs> that this episode has gotten so heavy. Okay, we have to cut ourselves off, honestly, because we're gonna run out of time, and because for the well, second time, this yeah has the become an hour time. long. Hopefully, you're still with us. Um. We want to thank you for joining us. Hopefully you like, subscribe, and comment. I don't really know how it works on Anchor because we're just using it for the first time. But um, Yeah, wish us luck because right now it's we're j- first time. Yeah. First post. So this is Lex and Tara signing off on the What Now podcast. We hope to see you back here next week when we begin recording remotely from our respective states of origin. So Tara, tell them bye. Bye, guys. See you next week from Michigan still.